are those who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe, with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians, or the Toltecs, or the Mayans. Some believe that there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens. From Rochester, home of the Record Archive, the Susan B. Anthony House, and the place where Tanya got her haircut, it's <laughs> FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop <laughs> shop for everything geeky. Now in Phase 3, starring Billy DeTori, that's me, Tanya Metris, President Dink, and our host, Chris Frank. Yay, that's me, that's Yay. me, that's me. <laughs> that was a good one. I liked that one. I did Tanya like got that. a haircut. I did, oh my god. <laughs> Cut, colored everything. It was amazing. I was there four hours. Oh, oh my wow. gosh, a four hour, hour tour. tour. Yeah. A oh my four god. Four hour tour. Well, I would have been out at um three hours, but she ended up having to tone it because it was still uh very red and not more of a blondish for the highlights. I'm gonna it's take your still, word for it on that one. It still has a red tinge to it. But. All I know is, for the first time in my life, I have been going out and about regularly with a ponytail in the back of my head because my hair's gotten that long. I know your <laughs> hair is long. <laughs> and then I have I've had several offers from from quote unquote friends or, or or members of the family. Oh, I can cut your hair. No, I don't want you. No, no, just no, because I, <laughs> you know, Susan I know cut what, mine a few weeks ago. And it looked very good. But, you know, you mm-hmm. have a regular, like, normally short hair. I don't, yeah. right? So people yeah. just want to, like, go ahead and just chop my hair off. All like of a sudden you mother. wind up with a mohawk. Yeah, and I'm not interested mm-hmm. in that right now. No, it's got to be so. cut properly. I yes. just take a clippers, clippers, and yeah. it's gone. Yeah. That, that's good. what I did to uh, Riker, and my dad did that to Randy, and I did that to my dad uh, two weeks ago. And, but my dad ended up cutting um, Tyler's hair because he wouldn't, um, Tyler wouldn't wear a mask to go and have his hair cut. Uh-huh. So my dad is a licensed barber. So when they were oh. over visiting, he brought his scissors and um, clippers and his thinning shears and things like that and proceeded to cut Tyler's hair. So, so we are much happier. So we are cautiously and, and optimistically wandering into phase three at this time of our lives. And that was so funny. Like now in phase three, it's, it's almost like as seen on TV. Yeah. How's everybody holding up so far? Okay. I, I still don't believe in phase three, to be honest with you. So I'm not going yeah. out and going to dinner or things like that yet. We'll see how yeah. it works out. Well, it's a right. choice, though. So, I mean, yeah. at, least, at least it gives businesses who can, you know, yeah. the option to move forward and right. people who are more comfortable with it, you know, but you don't, it's not, you're not forced to or anything. So it's. I'm, t- I'm totally with you, though, Billy, because I'm like, I've, I've been maintaining that every, once everything opens, I want to wait a few weeks to see what happens. Right. Because like, especially down in South where they rushed it, uh, the, the, the caseload has just jumped dramatically with thousands upon thousands of people getting this. This uh, this virus right off the bat, I'm like, yeah, see, there, there's the proof of why you want to be cautious, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. 
But, Take uh, it easy. Remain. Keep keep precautions going. You uh-huh. know you you mm-hmm. can you can do more stuff, but just don't just jump into it full. You know, feet first. And <laughs> because actually Thursday I did stop at Rhino's Comics and picked up a few things with my mask and was in there for like five minutes while I got my mm-hmm. stuff. But nice. How, how's Chet doing anyway? He's doing good. He's doing good. He's actually been. Oh, because he's like a single proprietor something, and he was okay. the only one in there. He's been open for a while since, for a while now, and mm-hmm. um, let, letting a couple people couple people in at a time if there's more than a few waiting. So mm-hmm. he's been mm-hmm. careful and wiping down his his surfaces mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I stopped in and, and got a, a couple things that I had waiting for me. Good deal. Good deal. I apologize now that if my, <clears throat> if my voice sounds a little off, it's just with the weather going back and forth like a like a pendulum lately. It's got me a little thrown off right now. So I'm still I'm still trying to warm up today. I got my I've got my tea right. I got my my Earl Grey tea with sugar and honey. So I'm I'm trying to loosen it up a little bit. But plus, man, it's, I, it's still early. And it is. I know you said that you've uh, slept in this morning, so you haven't had a chance to like really get up. moving and motivated and stuff. Yeah. I Dora the in. cat was insisting on being fed about seven this morning. So <laughs> I got I got to I got to praise my June bug because she was actually very patient. Because when I when I snapped awake at about eight thirty this morning, um, I'm looking around, I'm looking around, and she was still curled up at the end of the bed. And then she kind of her head popped up and she looked at me and she's like, "Oh, okay, now we can get going." <laughs> you know, so she <laughs> she was. There's been a couple of times where she's like, "We got to go, we got to go, we got to go." But right now she was she today she was kind of like level and chill about it. So I was appreciative okay. of that so how about you mr dan how are you i'm doing okay are you we excited a... are you excited about today's topic i am excited about today's topic <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday yesterday we got we got together i got together with a couple of co-workers i haven't seen you know since since march mm-hmm. and we had a we we played a disc golf oh nice you know, so you know we're we're together, but you know we're you know socially we keep distant. A, yeah, yeah, we can keep it far enough apart and stuff. And you know, it was just nice to hang out. And you know, Churchville Park, there's nobody at Churchville Park. If I may Apparently. say it with a a Tony Bacchetta kind of of toner, um, it's golf, but with frisbees. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> there you go. Do they have the course set up with like the baskets or whatever? Yeah, it was. It's a, a apparently it's a nineteen hole, whatever course, nineteen uh-huh. basket course, whatever. But uh-huh. but yeah, but it's um many tree hazards. But Churchville Park is beautiful. It's open. It's empty. There was nobody there. It was a beautiful day. Oh, gorgeous day for so a walk. Did, Absolutely. So, so it was just a nice nice walk out there and hang out and got to you know talk to some buddies I haven't I haven't seen in person in quite a while there. So it was mm-hmm. a it was a beautiful beautiful time there so yeah i was excited that was like your There's first the- social occasion in ages isn't it yeah first with uh, other adults there that you know not and un- un- first non-virtual one yes. right right, right. <laughs> you know besides the occasional talk to a neighbor over the fence type of thing you know <laughs> hey yo neighbor Wilson, <laughs> <don't worry. laughs> so yeah it was it was nice i felt you know they're all happy to see you know just to get out and everything too so mm-hmm. it was good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, I can't even imagine the last time I've done any form of golf whatsoever that wasn't involving an app on my phone. I yeah. think the last time I actually swung my golf clubs was three years ago. I, I can't do real golf. This is this was the closest I would I would go to anymore. I've been with you when when we've been. Uh, I think it was nine holes once before, 
And, yeah. uh, and wow. Yeah. I can imagine why you'd want to go disc golf. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> but the last, the, the last time I think, I think the very, no, I know the very last time when golfing was with, uh, Brian and uh, his family were out in the Thousand Islands. Mm-hmm. And I was so stressed out after that. I was like, I'm done. I never picked up a golf club again. That was oh. like, I remember the last time it was so, it stressed me out so bad. And I was so frustrated and it's like, all right, fine. You know, yeah. Disc it, golf is just casual. No problem. I was there good. There you go. <laughs> so how'd you do? How'd you, how'd you hit him? What kind of score did you get? Uh, it, I don't. We didn't keep. After we re, all realized we didn't know what we were doing, we just we didn't even try keeping score. <laughs> but my 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 friend there, my my, my boss, I guess he he actually bought a couple for the fun of it, a couple real disc golf discs, mm-hmm. you know, and they, it does make a difference as far yeah. as how they they you know it's, it's like oh okay because you know I had my just my, my regular you know frisbee. Um, you know, which was, it was a heavier weight, so it worked okay. But the, the disc ones are, you know, they're they're built a little built differently. So it, was like, yeah. it made a difference throwing it and everything. So. Well, uh-huh. they have they have drivers and yep, like drivers, chippers. putters, mid range. Yeah, 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 they got a. I, I didn't know about all that. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, you can get the um the disc golf stuff at Millennium. Oh, yes, really? you can. They have a whole corner of the the building is, is set the building up for is it. Disc golf, yes. Huh. Um, Dan, you and I have a fellow alumni, Tony and Zana, who graduated the year before we did, who is huge into disc golf. Like he's been in leagues and whatnot. I see, I only know this because I see his Facebook posts about it on a regular basis. So if we ever actually want to do a, a, an actual episode about disc golf, because you know, it's geeky. And if you love it enough, everything's geeky. Um, mm-hmm. I, that would be the guy I would tap to bring in and have us, uh, have him explain to us about it. But that would actually, I think be a cool video uh, podcast because then we can yeah. like w- watch everybody play and stuff that'd be kind of neat so there's an idea yeah, for the okay. future because look go. how okay. cool we are um yeah. all right <laughs> i'm sorry that was just me holding over from the brainstorming episode last week yeah. hey, you know we're getting, we have to continuously brainstorm for new ideas right absolutely yeah, we always do that's right yeah. yeah um i think john uh p because i can never pronounce his last name said it was a fun episode a little scattered at times but a fun episode nonetheless so i'm like just um, like us. Yeah. yeah. Just like, um, what's different about that compared to us on any other given day? Yeah. I was going to say a little scattered. That's our regular format. <laughs> I, know. I was going to say, yeah, that's that's where we get our training. We perfected the scattered format. <laughs> Maybe we should call it SC3 Monkey Business, scattered yeah. but fun. <laughs> we, have a new, we have a new slogan that works. Uh... That works. <laughs> Oh but uh, but today we're going to focus on something, aren't mm-hmm. we? And we're going to focus. We're going to do. A, we're going to do a deep dive. Uh, we haven't done one of those in a while, so we're going to. It's this is uh, the the latest in our not a book club series, uh, and that is Battlestar Galactica. Dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Oh, wait, hang on a second. I'm going to go mute for a second because I got to cough my brains out. Which was especially fun for me because I've never seen either version. Oh, for real. Either. So it was, it was, okay. and it was something I'd, I'd wanted to see. And mm-hmm. when I was a kid, when the original show came out, uh, 78, so I was 13. For right. some reason, my parents had the amazing ability of convincing me I wouldn't like something that they didn't want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so because they weren't interested somewhere, no, they had, oh, you wouldn't like that. Okay. And we'd wind yeah. up watching whatever it is they'd watch. For some reason, for years, I didn't think I'd like the Planet of the Apes TV show. 
surprisingly, oh. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing. You and I and, and Dan and, and even Tanya, we grew up in an era where there were, what, five channels? Yeah. Right. Yep. You had the networks and PBS and then eventually Fox, you know, UHF showed up. Um, and, and cable really wasn't a thing in my household until like, oh, I was like 13, 14 years old. So Ian or Ian. Um, <laughs> who the hell's oh, on this wow. damn panel today? Billy. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I haven't seen my son in a week and a half. That's why he's on my mind right now. Um, but, but Billy, you were like probably 18, 19, just about. Yeah, I think I was like 16 when 16, cable when, showed up. Yeah. When GRC showed up? Yeah. Oh, uh, GRC. Oh, God, that's right. Or was it something before that? Was it Rochester I, Cable? There was, Rochester, no, I think you're Greater right. Rochester Cable Vision, GRC. Yeah, yeah. And then right. that was bought by Time Warner and it was Time Warner for the longest time. And then, hey, now we're all on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I say that every time Spectrum's name comes up. <laughs> I'm only on the spectrum for my internet. I have yep, same here. So I have I do internet TV, and uh, I think we've talked about this in previous podcasts. Oh, all the streaming stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and as soon as Greenlight shows up, I'm done with Time Warner or Spectrum or wherever the hell it is this week. So anyway, but that was a digression. Um, scattered. scattered, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, actually, John. <laughs> actually, if you're looking to get rid of. Uh, cable for a streaming service the hulu live and youtube live you'll get all your major networks and oh yeah are so by half the price yeah i have to make sure that we have the hallmark channels in in our house at at the moment so oh because your mother-in-law yes that, that <laughs> christmas in july movies oh my god mm-hmm. they're driving me up a wall like just Thursday. wait till july i know and they haven't even started yet but Every so often, I hear a Christmas movie playing on her TV. I'm like, really? Oh, Jesus. I'm like, you're killing I, me. I can't. I <laughs> just yeah. can't. I have to go the other way. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do I can't do Christmas. Yeah. But no, it's like I hadn't seen the series either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched it Friday night with you, Chris. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, and, and you're like, <laughs> you wanted to tell me so many times, just watch, just watch. But I'm like asking questions what or happens? whatever. What happens and, now? What happens next? Like, Was he going to do let, this? Let me guess. This, da, 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 da. And he goes, will you just watch it? He's like, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, one of those, huh, Tanya? Oh, she I is. was, I was she like is. making hypotheses. Say yes. No, no, no. I Tanya, guess. just say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What was interesting to me, and we'll get into this after the break when we dive in, mm-hmm. right, is um, how well, and the, the reboot is obviously more modern. It's it's more realistic. It has more of a, of a foothold on things that our modern society can relate to, right? So the newer version is much more likely to not pull punches. So you're you're going to see really brutal things happen in the mm-hmm. new series that mm-hmm. they would only kind of imply or brush over in the, in the old series. And, and we can get into that in a little bit more because I have, I have a whole thought pattern about that, mm-hmm. but there was one scene in the, in the, uh, and we won't get into it too deeply, but there was one scene in the, in the, the new mini series where something happened. And I looked over at Tanya cause I knew it was going to happen. So I didn't watch the actual event. I was wanted to see her reaction and just to watch her jaw sling open and just stare at the TV for a second. Like, did I just see that? Did, did that just happen? Did was I, that right at the end of the miniseries? 
<laughs> just about. Just, we'll, talk, just, we'll talk more about it. Yeah, we'll talk I, more I'm about curious it. what it was because I just watched you yesterday. I, I, We'll talk more about it. So let's what because I can see we're all itching to jump in now. So what we want to do is we want to we didn't do this format last week because we just started talking and we left it at that. So we'll have our quick break. Dan's going to do a snippet of something. He's going to throw in maybe a con, you know piece of an old dude tape or something, and um, or or maybe you can have John Calicos uh, do the or no, it's not John Calicos that does it. It's, no, it's I can't remember the British gentleman yeah. from the Avengers mm. uh, who played Steed. Oh, oh um, Pat- Patrick McNeil. Yeah, Patrick McNee, because he, he's the voice of the Imperious leader in the original series, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. throw that in there, and then we'll jump right in. So say we all. 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 Are they the lucky ones? That's what you're thinking, isn't it? We're a long way from home. We've jumped way beyond the red line into uncharted space. Limited supplies, limited fuel, no allies, and now, no hope. Maybe it would have been better for us to have died quickly back on the colonies with our families, instead of dying out here slowly in the emptiness of dark space. Where shall we go? What shall we do? Life here began out there. Those are the first words of the sacred scrolls. And they were told to us by the Lords of Kobol many countless centuries ago. And they made it perfectly clear that we are not alone in this universe. Elosha, there's a 13th colony of humankind, is there not? Yes. The scrolls tell us a 13th tribe left Cobol in the early days. They traveled far and made their home upon a planet called Earth, which circled a distant and unknown star. It's not unknown. I know where it is. Earth. most guarded secret we have. The location was only known by the senior commanders of the fleet. And we dared not share it with the public. Not while there was a Cylon threat upon us. For now, we have a refuge to go to. A refuge that the Cylons know nothing about. It won't be an easy journey. It'll be long and arduous, but I promise you one thing. On the memory of those lying here before you, we shall find it. And Earth will become our new home. So say we all. 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 So 
Dismissed. This is fun. <laughs> oh, everything about my uh, my uh, phone, my landline that's coming in. I don't know. Because you have a landline. I are we recording right now? Because this is yes, important. we are. We are recording right posterity. now. We came back from break. We came back from break, and Tanya's landline was ringing. Landline. Welcome to the 21st century, where people still have phones on walls. Do you, do you have a Do you have a modem also? A 14-4 modem. <laughs> I have a flip phone. That's amazing. <laughs> but no landline. Yeah. Well. We, you know, we have okay. a landline that I would love to get rid of, but uh, mm-hmm. other people in my house want to keep it. But I'm the one that pays the bill, so maybe I you should really... get a maybe you should get a modem, a dial-up modem, just in case. Because since you had all those internet problems, no, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I want to see you play work Warcraft at fifteen four or fourteen four. Excuse me, fourteen four. Yeah, well, no, k okay, if you get the one, you it, know, the, the newer one. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's funny because I'm usually, I'm pretty good um, with like now with my internet playing Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Every time when playing Warcraft and Sean's on, Battle.net kicks him off. It won't kick it, the internet doesn't kick him off. Battle.net Battle. kick kicks him off because he's on Discord also with me. Uh-huh. So if if the internet kicked him off, it would kick him kick him off Discord also. But right. nope, it's just Battle.net that kicks him off. <laughs> Battle.net doesn't like him. So. Well, I don't like him either, so it all works out. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love Sean. So, all right. So, I actually, when I was little, and and Galactica was a huge thing in the the seventies and early eighties for its one season. It was two seasons, but we're not going to talk about the second season, right? Well, it's not really the second. It was a spinoff. We, we don't. We that's not counted as a. We don't count that as a second season. Okay. What do you, now you're because you're the diehard <laughs> fan, so you you are to Battlestar Galactica as I am to Doctor Who, right? As Billy is to good music, as Tanya is to Amazon shopping. Um, so, <laughs> so let let me pick your brain for trivia because I when we know we're going to go deep diving into a particular thing, I will try to absorb trivia, but I actually consciously made a decision not to do it. Oh, I, I wanted, I to, I wanted to hear what you had to say about it. That was, <laughs> so oh so take me home on this one. But I did pull up the IMDB thing, so I can click to the trivia. Uh-huh. Oh, trivia. Yeah, there is trivia. So, okay. so Battlestar Galactica only lasted one season. Right. All right. And was it just a ratings issue? It just wasn't picking up? or It was a cost thing. It, it, was was co- par- it ended up being, I mean, ultimately it would be ratings because of where they... It was going against all in the family at the time. Boy, I was going to yeah. ask you, it was on Sunday nights, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was against all in the family, and uh, all in the family averaged more than 40% of the the audience against Galactus, 28%. Okay. Plus, it was an expensive show. Well, you know, for 1978-79, the, the special effects were actually quite decent. I mean, mm-hmm. we look at them as cheesy and probably <laughs> looked at them as cheesy back at the day. But, you know, for that era, for TV, I mean, yeah. it wasn't Star Wars caliber, but it was up there. The pilot the pilot was $8 million, the most it's the most expensive at the time. Yeah, which is huge for, for yeah, that era. Yeah, at time. So, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, but... Can, this might sound kind of familiar, like the Firefly, but during its uh, this pilot pilot premiere and uh, on ABC, two thirds of the way through the broadcast, ABC interrupted with a special report 
of the signing of the Camp David Accords at the White House. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I'd read that on Wikipedia because I wanted to do a little research and saw that and go, how does any show have a chance when that happens? Right. Two thirds of the way show. Then like an hour, hour and a half later, you go in for the last third of the show. Yeah. I mean, people, are, you, you, I wonder how many people didn't see the end of the, that because right. they're not going to sit through it. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> And well, back Dan, then, there wasn't many options to uh, do, do something different. No, you had where, your three networks and PBS. The, where'd you get the information about its budget? Because I'm on IMDb, and its budget was seven hundred fifty thousand. No, I, I no. saw it on so, Wikipedia. It's like seven. Wasn't seven million? Eight million. Yeah, eight million okay. at the time. The pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a seven fifty per per episode was, type of a thing. That was the basically the the movie, and it was it was eight million. The movie that they released, the theatrical version. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this because I'm on um actually just not the the movie. I'm with the um TV show, so it's the the season, the episodes, the season 1979, 1978 on IMDb says it's 750,000. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. So that's I'm like trying to figure. And it, they said estimated, and so estimated 750,000 is way lower than 8 million. Yeah. I don't know where they're getting that from then. Like 10 times less. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, huh. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. So Dan, <laughs> why is this a thing for you? Why did, why did Battle, Battlestar Galactica sink in? It's been your, it's because it's been your like jam forever. What, I mean, it might've been just the timing thing. I mean, just because, you know, I was at that age and it, you know, what, eight, eight years old when it came out, eight, nine years old. And mm-hmm. maybe it was just, it probably was just a lot of a timing thing. I was at that right age. It hit that, those right spots, you know, mm-hmm. it hit the right, the, you know, and the right notes. And it's just stuck with me all these years. And I, I loved the ships. I mean, I loved the, mm-hmm. the battles. I loved the Galactica. I loved the Vipers. Um, it's just, you know, it, it started that, that dreaming in me, mm-hmm. like, what, you know, what if, you know, can I, you know, I have a Viper city right next to me here and a little, oh. little tiny one right now, but nice. Um, <laughs> I had a toy at one point. I remember I, I had the, the toy with the, uh, the spring loaded missile in the yep. nose cone, mm-hmm. you know, and the little mini I have, figure. I have pieces of it left. I don't have the, I, I, I lost the actual part over the years, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, those, I had that too. Yeah. There was. I played with it till it was no more. <laughs> now, was this on the the same level as Star Wars for you? Because the original Star Wars episode four, New Hope, whatever the hell you want to call it, this week um, mm-hmm. was a year before. I mean, it was in seventy seven. Right. Was when the Star Wars you know franchise began effectively, and so here we are, one year later, capitalizing on that and telling a telling a different story, but kind of a similar vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like one led to the other, or were they kind of like just doing the same thing? I, I mean, they're. They're different. I mean, I love Star Wars too. Uh huh. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it just might have been, you know, maybe Star Wars warned me up and then Battlestar just sort of hit a home run for me or something. I don't know. Okay. But um, yeah, I, it's just Battlestar. I just, I just love, I, I love the ship. I love the stories. And I was just you know, sad it was only one, one season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for, you know, me and, and all the other, you know, Battlestar fans, you know, to, we we live in that one season type of thing for the you know the original episode there yeah original series there. So. What was the now what was the story? Because I know there's Galactica 1980, so that was not a, a, a second season or was it? It a wasn't the second season. It was trying. It was kind of trying to um, revive it. 
Okay. Uh, you know, because they, I mean, they they made the major jump to you know the the end of the first season. They're they're way out in the you know they're in the middle of nowhere, and and then they like to nineteen eighty. They're suddenly at Earth, mm-hmm. and they have all these you know it's it's much later in time. You got you know some of the characters have grown up. There's other ones have disappeared. There's you know it's it's a whole different ship. They got this this one kid who's got these weird powers. Um, you know these you know these vipers that can turn invisible and mm-hmm. it was just it was just a bizarre bizarre continuation of the story okay and i think that's what it was just too so out there for everybody and it was just you know why are we suddenly on earth what you know what happened to the everything else what happened to the ragtag fleet and everything and right um you know it was just bizarre and, and they tried and to fill it when- in the continuity, I was going to ask, the continuity, like, that season doesn't count, the 1980, from what I've read. Like, people, Most people don't even I acknowledge mean, it exists, like, in terms I of mean, books. People, or, people will watch it just because there's a, there's one episode in there. The Starbuck the, episode? The Starbuck episode, to. yeah. It's pretty much the like the, the one. Starbuck. Yes. And that's pretty much the, the, the one that's, because it's really going back in time and it features Starbuck and it's all about Starbuck and a Cylon. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, but that's, you know, and there's a little bit, you know, before and after the talk, you know, when the quote unquote present day for the, the series and everything. But, you know, that was that's the one that I think people are going to refer to the most in that in that whole debacle there of night, like 1980. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, yeah. you know, I, I find it interesting. And this is where we're going to here's here's where we do our usual. Guess what, kids? If you have not watched the series, this is where we warn you, there's going to be some spoilers. A new fragrance by the Mighty Monkey Corporation. Smell like you know what's coming next. All right. Um, So, yeah. uh, Scattered Corporation. Right. Um, Scattered, but fun. But fun. (laughs) Uh, There is a whole kind of sequence of story where in the new series, Starbuck disappears and then comes back and there's this whole mystical quality to it. So I think that's that whole throwback to the, the Galactica 1980 episode that Dan is referring to the Starbuck episode. Maybe um, you could kind of equate it to that. I think it's their I mean, tribute it, to that it, plot line. Really. I mean, Starbuck didn't come back in that episode though. Okay. In, in, the, in the 1980 series, he didn't come back. Oh, he was but, referred so, to or he was, I mean, the, the whole, I mean, there's a whole story. He, you know, he's crash lands on a planet. He's with a Cylon. Mm-hmm. And then there's this mysterious woman who shows up with a child. Okay. And they, he eventually, um, you know, they make, they're able to escape together, whatever, you know, parts from the two ships and they make a kind of an escape pod. Mm-hmm. And the child is the only, is, is they push, they, they send the child back to the fleet, basically. Mm-hmm. Starbucks stays on the planet. Isn't it the, the episode though where he, he wore like everything was all in white? No, that's it's like the, tan. The, well, the white you're talking about the the white where he's on the the like the, the god ship there, or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that's that's different. Yeah, I'm getting all mixed up on that one. Then it just felt to me that you know the whole plot line in the new series was kind of a throwback nod to that one because what I've noticed is there are consistencies in the the vibe in the theme. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the presentation is where things get different. You know, yes. where the you know there'd been this long war in the new series. The war had been over for a long time, but in the the old series, this that the whole surprise event was 
the the coming to the end of this lengthy war. Right. Yeah, I mean, the whole the whole origin of the Cylons was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the Cylon, you know, it, I remember even watching it in one of the episodes, one of the original series episodes I watched last night, that Adama makes reference to the fact that uh, the Cylons were creations of a race called the Cylons from another planet entirely. And that's another thing. The, the mm-hmm. old series dabbles with aliens and whatnot. There, there is a little Star Trek vibe going on there, but mm-hmm. there's nothing indicating that at all in the new series. It's like aliens don't exist. It's like they kind of deny that they actually exist. Like anything from outside the colonies was just, you know, holdovers from the colonies almost. Right. So that was kind of an interesting little tidbit. I'm, when I went back and I, I saw the, the singers with the multiple faces, I'm like, yes. wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second here. The Supremes times three. With the, with the lower, yeah. With the lower range that can break glasses there, yeah. Right. A question. question. I uh, was looking as I was doing research, saw that the uh, creator of the original series was sort of uh, big into the Mormon church and that there were sort of Mormon philosophies. There was a lot of religious overtones. See, I I sort of got a religious vibe from it, but because Mm -hmm. I'm not a religious Mm -hmm. person, I didn't know exactly what those... Um, uh, the overtones. What, what I was looking for, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more spiritual in the original, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they talk they touch on it a lot of uh, you know, in the new series too. They talk about religion they and they talk about whatnot, but so it's so not. Yeah, um, but I don't think it's as prevalent or as an undercurrent in the new series as it is in the old. Um, but I was wondering specifically about the Mormon stuff as opposed to Christianity or Judaism in general. Mm-hmm. Does that, are any of you familiar with Mormonism enough to point out while well, this compares I know to? I, I know I'm not. Honestly, yeah. and if I if I try to make reference to it, I'm going to be I'm going to be upfront about it. If I make reference to it, it's going to end up being very tongue in cheek because of my right. opinion of religion to begin with. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I'm going to hazard a guess. Isn't there? Is it Mormon or Scientology that has the whole uh, something? You know, the, the creators are from the outs, outer world or whatever the thing. I can't. I can't remember. Exactly. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I'm I, sorry, I brought I, it. I was just curious. Okay. No, it, it, but it's valid though because it is something that is very prevalent. I mean, if you look at the imagery in terms of costuming uh, in the original series from the '70s, the old mm-hmm. series, um, if you look at the, the way they talk to each other, the way they uh, interact with each other, and, and like I said, the costuming, there there is a much more um, ceremonial type of an aspect to it like even at one point tanya's looking at me and she goes um is he supposed to be like the pope when he's talking about the president the commander of the atlantia (laughs) in the original series you know and and yeah it's funny but that's it's that's the figurehead that that's that image is supposed to be portraying at the moment right that's that and the council of 12 are uh, wow you know especially in these Mm -hmm. current times in 2020 the you know and, and everything we're dealing with sociologically speaking you know you have old white men in flowing robes and you know talking very poetically and prosaically to each other it's like wow this really <laughs> this is not a government this really is a high council of a religion it almost feels like you know but instead of having their respective dioceses or churches or whatnot their churches are these battle stars 
You know, so and, it's, they're, repre- and they're representing the planets. I mean, yeah, the time, they, in, you know, and that's the thing is the twelve planets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how 12 ships managed to hold off an entire race, I don't know. But, hey, there you have it. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and speaking of costuming, mm-hmm. the idea of having a chimpanzee and a dog costume and a robot costume <laughs> yeah. may be one of the most brilliant things ever. I, I got to tell you, that's stuck in my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 watched, I loved it. I didn't, loved I didn't the idea of putting a monkey in a dog costume. <laughs> And that and that monkey hung in there. Did a really good job with the part. I think it was mm-hmm. one of the best acting pieces I'd seen in a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was it was just bizarre. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, all that stuff, all the imagery, all the different. I mean, some of the differences between the original and and the the, the new. You know, the fact that Adamo in the original was the president as well as the commander. Yeah, he was effectively the leader of of that ragtag fugitive fleet. Everybody looked to Adama for everything. Um, there was a council on the side, but they kind of like became less and less of a component as the season mm-hmm. went on. I'd noticed. Yeah. Um, you know, especially after you know that casino right. episode in the early sequence there. Their big mix up there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it really did. In, but in the new series, they did really make uh, the political and the military side-by-side aspect a thing, you know, where you mm-hmm. introduce the, it's amazing how you introduce one character and it can change the entire series, right? right? So you have your Adama in the new series, but now you have Laura Roslin come in and it creates this whole new dynamic that rolled all the way through the new series. All Was it four seasons or five? It was four seasons. Four, yeah. The four, four seasons. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> And there's our throwback to the the two-faced singers. All right. Anyway, um, <coughs> so now I guess, I guess as we try to look at it, how this is all grounded together, how the, where the foundations of both of the series are. Um, where was I? I had a thought. You got not, derailed. I got derailed. Scattered, but fun. Um, well, no, because it's funny because when we were when I was when I was starting watching, I was looking at the similarities because, as you said, it w- it came out like right after Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I was looking at the the similarities of like the religious overtones of um, like the president being very pope like in his robes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm just like. Um, when I looked at the Viper, the um, Vipers, I'm like, they have a distinct look of the Imperial shuttles from Star Wars. I oh, mean, with the, I w- the three fins, yeah. With the three fins, I was starting to like pick up on just some similarities. And so when I'm hopping over to Wikipedia, Lucas did go after the Galactica merchandise. Oh, did he really? Yes, mm-hmm. claiming that the Cylon Raider and the Colonial Viper toys could be confused with his own Star Wars toys. So, um, and, and and it was funny because when I was watching the TV series, not knowing a lot, but um, knowing Star Wars, I'm just like, wait. And then when I looked at the one, the Cylon Raider when we were watching the miniseries, I'm like, is that like a Klingon bird of prey or a Romulan mm-hmm. or whatever? I'm just like, I'm like, wait. You so, were you were looking for analogies throughout the whole thing when we were watching the new series, uh, the, the miniseries from 2003. It's so, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just picking up, not analogies, but similarities. Mm-hmm. I think that was whatever. I'm like, okay, they kind of drew some of their idea design from this type thing but mm-hmm. um 
it, it was just very strange because it was definitely probably influenced by the other um, sci-fi shows and movies and stuff of the, of the time. That's fair. And there weren't, and there weren't a lot at the time. Right. So that's I mean, also yeah. fair. Yeah. I mean, even looking at the original Cylons, they looked a uh, cross between stormtroopers and cyborgs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just looking at that, except for they were very, so very stormtroopers shiny. were shiny. Yeah, shinier. Shinier. <laughs> yeah. They're shinier than stormtroopers, and I think they could hit better. Their aim was yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they actually got, got a couple red eye. You know. Yeah. But, I mean, th- that's just me, like, looking at, like, nitty-gritty stuff. And I'm like, okay, just watch the show for the story. Mm-hmm. Stop picking out minor details. Now, as I was watching the miniseries, the first thing I thought of, okay, Rick Springfield doesn't make it through this episode because I'd I never heard. It was Rick Springfield. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you never heard that Rick Springfield starred in Battlestar Galactica. So when he's right. the brother, you go, okay, he's going to die. And so, uh, <laughs> and I've also never heard Jane Seymour referred to as a cast member of Battlestar Galactica. So I'm assuming she yeah, didn't die by did, the no. end of the pilot. Uh, she didn't die by no. the end of the miniseries. I'm guessing she dies early, though. Yeah, she does. She didn't want to stay on for whatever, whatever reason. So um, she, Boxy she, she becomes an the orphan. Next, yeah, basically in the next episode, the the lost the lost planets of the gods. They, um, she she doesn't make it through there. Okay, but you know, but yeah. Do you think Boxy was a necessary addition? He was sort of the the Will Wheaton of the show, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he comes into play in a lot of it. Him, okay. and, him and Moffat oh. come into play in a lot of the episodes. Um, so, I mean, they, and it's funny because in the, 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 the new series there, you know, Boxy makes an appearance, uh-huh. but then he kind of disappears. Oh, does, okay. So, see, the, Boxy's, Boxy's the kid from the, that they rescued the from right. Africa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, and, he's the cameo with the, during the uh, the miniseries, but he doesn't make it to the regular series. Yeah. So it's just kind of a, they're not sure where they're going to go from the miniseries when, when they started the. Because mm-hmm. of what? I think it was a year gap, a year or more gap between the miniseries and when they actually started, you know, did yeah. a whole series because they weren't sure, right. you know, if it was going to take so, or not. Right. So, you know, and, and he actually does, I just watched, he does make another brief appearance in the series, but. He's not a any kind of he disappears after that. So, mm-hmm. he, but Boxy, yeah, Boxy and Muffet were kind of a uh, important in the the main series. They, they, they come. It was sort of the wish fulfillment for kids character. Or like, yeah, he's yeah. the connection. He's the one who draws the kids in. Like Wesley was meant to be for next generation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, to the guys who never saw it before, you liked it so far? I have, yes. I, 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 yeah, I like I both the original and the miniseries. I mean, and the uh, the newer one, the 2004 series. Well, I only watched Go ahead. Go ahead, the, the first episode of the original one, but, I, but I've seen bits and pieces of the original one when it's been shown here in the house. Um, but... Uh, I, after watching the miniseries, I'm just like, no, 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 damn it. Now I need to find out what happens. Damn <laughs> you. And, uh, and Billy thought I was mad at his cat, Daniel, but I was mad yeah. at you, Daniel. Because <laughs> then I proceeded to have to watch whatever. And I know we have the first season because I watched the first five episodes. And they're on um, like six discs. 
Mm -hmm. we, we have we have and um we also have what's called the plan yep um, that's that, that's kind of a prequel to to it yep yeah there's, you there's, there's plan after you watch the series because it gives you kind of in you, it gives you that in, look back insight yeah so mm -hmm. so i was like trying to figure out which disc and he's like randy was handing me all six discs and i'm like i had to flip over to the back to figure out disc one disc two what which ones i'd seen and um basically disc one is like the entire miniseries it's mm -hmm. on one disc and then so i'm i watched disc two yesterday and i started disc three and billy and i landed at the same spot yeah and <laughs> uh, yeah well that, good that that, <laughs> that was the one so i'll probably watch some more later <laughs> now i need to know what happened and I think that's what I like about the the new series is it does delve in deeper on stuff. It's it's it is modern, right? So you mm -hmm. take away the 1970s sensibilities of television and you tell a story. Like I said, there there are several earlier. Um, there are several moments in the new series that they will not pull punches. If it looks like something's going to happen, then it's probably going to happen. They want to hit you with the shock value. They want to take social issues. This was a great series for social commentary. Mm, oh my right? gosh, yeah. And making you think <laughs> about stuff and making you look at things from different angles and forcing you. Oh, am I still here? Hello. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep you're um, and um, and forcing you to stop and think about stuff for a minute. Now, in my opinion, the new series gets weird. And a little off track during season three and most of season four, it kind of like wanders around a little bit. Like they, they ran out of ideas. They had a plan to get to something at the end of season four, but they forgot how they were going to do it is basically the feeling I get from season three and early four. But then it comes back strong and ends well. And I was very satisfied with the, the series conclusion at the end of season four of the new series. Um, but along I was in the tears way, at the end. I was at tears at the end of the season series. I was oh, yeah. to know that. Oh that, yeah. That, <laughs> see and here's the thing is i know we've, we've already given the spoiler warning and and i want to go ahead and and talk about that but i know that tanya and billy have not seen it so out of no, out of I'm, we'll try I'm to stick, the, we'll try to stick to the beginning i'll say yeah. when, when does that happen well you'll get to it when does that happen? no you'll get to it so I'll, yes i'll get to it i've yes, had 15 years to watch it so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, anyway, I mean, the social commentaries happen, and you know, soon, especially but when, when um, Richard Hatch gets in there, Tom Zarek, you know, the character gets in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know that that really brings in a, uh, a a quite a foil for you know Laura Roslin there to you know to oh a whole you know, different she, dynamic. You know, like okay, we need we need elections now. We need to you know make this a real government. We need to you know it's like whoa yeah okay that's. You know, we're not just a ragtag fleet. You know, in the original, it was all about just, you know, it's just, you know, it was all about, you know, holding things the, together. Yeah, the Galactica and, and, you know, Ad and Adama, the, the, the warriors doing their thing. And the fleet was out there. It came into play, but it wasn't really, you know, it was, it was there. Mm -hmm. And this one, this, the new series really brings in the rest of the, you know, the, the fleet there. And it said the human aspect of it more. Mm hmm. You know, for for everybody versus just the you know the few main characters there type of thing. So it was it was really expanded on everything. It just and like you said, they they get into everything. They and the human and the human Cylons in the new series. That's just a stroke of genius to have that kind of thing. Oh my gosh! Uh, and that's what like kind of blew my mind with 
mm-hmm. certain with certain things in regards to the the human Cylons, and and it was at towards the end of um, the miniseries. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like I'm like pointing TV. No. Wait, wait, and then you find out who the other Cylons are as they introduce characters and then they make reveals and whatnot. You know, as you, as you, you will, by the end of the series, know all 12 models of Cylon, right? And, and there are times you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. Really? You know, so that's a thing. Yeah. It is, and when they first introduced the human on the the station or the you know the they went, yeah when when you know the, they they first made contact after fifty years of silence and yeah. and just the the way that they do that it's like oh my gosh you know the the robots walk in first you know the new robots walk in first not the old ones which, mm-hmm. which they did make they did make the you know the the throwback to the old ones in the museum of the the Galactica there yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, but then they the, even make they make a cameo in the the new series. I think somewhere along the line in season two or three, um, yeah. they come across, across like a collection of them or something like that. I can't remember. Exactly yeah, there, there, there's some. Yeah, there's something later on. But yeah, and but but I like I liked in the first like the in the mini series they kind of did a lot of references to the to the <laughs> original series and kind of even if they just talked about it and it's gone, but it's a sort of that yeah. connection there type of thing. Like Rosalind um, calling uh, Lee Captain Apollo at one point, And he's like, um, mm-hmm. Apollo's just my call sign. She goes, yeah, but Captain Apollo has such a lovely ring to it. Doesn't it? You know, that inter- yeah. exchange gave me a little, you know, gave me a grin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, I like that. I like that. Did a, and they only really did that in the mini series after that. It's just more, they moved on. Yes. So it was, it was kind of neat. I, I, and it worked well for that. I liked how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like when, when the Cylons first, they first made contact in with the Cylons, it's like, it's just so, oh my gosh, she, uh, Trisha Helfer there, she's like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. She's, she's just. She's and you want to talk she, about an actress who has aged well, Trisha Helfer <laughs> looks any different now than she did in 2003. I mean, that oh, was, I know. and she's an amazing actress. She's a lot of fun to watch on screen because she, she mm-hmm. has this level of confidence, you know, that, and you see it in her portrayal of six throughout the the course of the series, you know, that she has a, a level of confidence as an actress. Uh, well, to, to play what she does, she plays the, you know, the invisible thing, you know, Baltar's a vis- invisible yeah. companion there, basically. Right. And to play like that in front of every, I mean, just, oh my gosh, I can't imagine I, the sets. Oh, yeah. I was, was ta- telling Chris, I'm like, I don't know how they could keep a straight face cer- during certain times of, oh my gosh. of her <laughs> being there in just, well, I was telling Tanya that I, I caught an outtake. You know, there was a blooper reel of, of a few seasons of Battlestar Galactica wandering around. And there was one where it's it's Gaius, and I'm pretty sure it's Gaeta, on the bridge of the Galactica. And they're having this conversation back and forth. And Six is supposed to be in, in Gaius's head, in Baltar's head. And mm-hmm. she goes around behind Gaeta and starts... And she just jams her tongue in his ear. And then all of a sudden, he turns and starts making out with her. And 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 and. and the guy who's playing Baltar, I cannot think of his name at the moment, um, but he's just trying with a straight face, just trying to get through his lines, and then they just all crack up, and they just, and that's it. The whole scene falls apart at that point. But I'm just watching little shit like that, going, there has to be lots of that, where especially when she's, you know, supposed to be the the vision in his head, and mm-hmm. everybody's supposed to be ignoring her, but she's playing it so. 
out there. She's right on the, the, the edge of what the hell is going on. And, and you got to imagine being the other person in that scene going, I'm not supposed to be able to see this, but here it is happening in front of me. Right. Right. No, they got to play two different things, you know, cause they got the, the conversation <laughs> stuff going on in Baltar's head and then, you know, they, they don't see it really, but they do. It is like, Oh yeah. yeah. And then here's, here's, and this may be a spoiler. I know I talked to Tanya about it a little bit uh, the other night when we were watching it, but Billy, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler for you, but okay. there's comes a point where, uh, you you find out that Trisha Helfer's character she's called Six, right? She's the number six model, and her soul did get sent into a new body after it was destroyed on Caprica during the bombings. So what happened is that you have two versions of Six start to form. You have the one that's in Baltar's head, the constant seductress, the 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 devil on his shoulder. And then you have the six who gets sent back and gets a body with all of those memories of all those things that six did while she was on Caprica getting ready for the moment. And then as she, she is the character that has a story arc, she evolves and you see this almost like a, a level of compassion arrive in her. Hmm. And so you have these two different characters uh, arise and, Oh, where was I going with this? I, I had a thought in my head. Um, but I was, it was, it kind of tied in with the whole dynamic of Trisha Helfer's ability as an actress. Uh, and then there's, and then different sixes pop up along the way and they start to revere what they eventually call Caprica six. Like mm-hmm. she's, she stands out among the sixes. And so she becomes kind of a figure among them. So it became this whole dynamic. She's like, she plays a cult to her own character. It's very strange to watch it all in action. Um, but it's and it's just bizarre dynamic. for the silence in general is that they don't, you know, there's got this 12 models and they're not really, well, not the 12, but the mm-hmm. one, ones that are in most of the show are, they're not agreed. Yes. Yeah. They all have different functions and different outlooks and different views on things. They were they were given different base personalities, and those personalities kind of become uh, evolutionary off of each other. It's it's very strange. It's very cool though. I like the dynamic a lot. It, it makes a it makes a very you know versus the old the original series that silence us all you know eradicate the humans and yes this one is just like they're trash. The humans are their parents. They said in you know, one episode you know that they're, they're you know they're yes, our parents. Great the silence thing. in the new series, yeah. Right. So I it's you know, it's, it's a much different dynamic there in, you know, in, in the new one versus the old one where the Cylons were just a race, of, an alien race that, you know, the Cylon, the robotic Cylons are, were created by this alien race to eradicate humans type of thing. So yeah, the quote that um, Six says, we're the children of humanity that makes them our parents in a sense. Aaron mm-hmm. Doral says, true. But parents have to die. It's the only way children can come into their own. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was there's so many great things like that, and they, they I mean, that's why I, I I love the new series. I mean, I love both of them. They're, I love them both in different ways. You know, yeah, one thing really, I oh, I'm go sorry, ahead, go on, Chris. No, go on, Chris. Because no, the only um, thing I was going to say is is how there really are. Uh, some fundamental core values between the two shows, but they do things in such different ways. You you can definitely mm-hmm. get an appeal off of both. Go ahead, Billy. Well, the, the first, the, the original series obviously had the seventies vibe. You, you couldn't mm-hmm. do oh, yeah. even not just special effects, but in terms of acting and storylines and scripts, you couldn't do what or you can do. And the, yeah, but that was the style. It was almost like a, a, a team of space or something. <laughs> we did have we, we did have Dirk Benedict. There, yeah, so. exactly. Uh, <laughs> Funny you other, should bring that up. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that uh, Dan, you're a fan, and I may 
visit this. There's a podcast hosted by Mark Bernardin, who I know through Kevin Smith stuff, and uh, Trisha Halfer. They they have Battlestar Galacticast, and they do like an episode by episode rewatch of the newer series and discuss each episode, like each week is like an episode. So you may want to check that yeah, out. I definitely have to look at that. So look up Battlestar Galacticast. Nice. Look yeah, you made now. reference to A-Team. I remember that one scene in the early episodes of A-Team where Dirk Benedict is standing there smoking a cigar and a Cylon mm-hmm. walks by him and he looks at it and goes <laughs> like that. Hey, wait a second. Kind of look in his eye and then it goes <laughs> on and that's the old drop in. Um, I remember that. Um, So with the fact that the new series has four seasons and the old series has one, obviously they were able (laughs) to tell more story um, and, and have more of a beginning, middle end in the new series. I can't remember in the old series, do they actually find earth or is it just, it was the end of season one and they got canceled. They didn't, they didn't find earth. There was actually, um, there was actually a a radio broadcast of, um, of reaching the moon Mm-hmm. Uh, abroad, no, they they didn't actually see it, but they're up in this, they're up in this um observation dome on the Galactica, and mm-hmm. um you know, a bunch of them, and then they they leave, but they left the 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 you know the TV on whatever, mm-hmm. and it, it then it shows you know they get close, and you know they kind of seem hints they get closer, they get you know some ideas, they mm-hmm. so it's kind of the, they always get those near misses. <laughs> Like you this know, is where so it would have gone if we'd been able to continue making it. Yeah, I mean, they, they come across all, there's a whole bunch of other human. They they come across a lot of other human settlements in, in the original series. Mm-hmm. I also go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it finished. It's just a thought popped into my head. I think that's how they kind of kept a lot of it going. Is just you know they came across this is the other you know the the bootle the there's the bootleggers you know thing they got the you know the this colony that was out there that just you know, created ambrosia for hundreds of years and mm-hmm. other, other human random human colonies that are out there and stuff like that. And that's, you know, kind of, it was, it's just, yeah, yeah. much different. I also liked, you know, and, and like I said, we can tie into today's conversation right now by diversity. Um, to me, the Battlestar Galactica of old, the, the original series really did a lot for diversity and for just kind of, um, trying to include, I mean, it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't dramatic and it wasn't as probably prevalent as we would have liked it to be looking back at 1978. Right. But it was still, a, a, a but really for the time, forward. for the time, I think it was a for great the time. It forward. was good. I mean, they had, you know, the, you know, Colonel Ty was, you know, second in command. Yeah. Yeah. And Boomer, you know, was African American. Also mm-hmm. they were main ish characters. They weren't the main characters, but they were mm-hmm. up there. And they were treated like they belonged there. There was no like, oh, you, you know, we're just, you're the token guy or anything like that. No, you were part of the team, you know, Mm -hmm. and and men and women both serving leadership roles, uh, you know. The women women weren't so much. I mean, the the whole episode with the, the, the female pilots. I don't know if you remember. I don't that remember one. that one to be honest. So there was one episode because all the pilots were male, but the you know all the at one point someone brought a you know a disease back on, and and uh, in, mm-hmm. infected most of the most of the pilots and okay. what were left were some they needed more pilots and females were left. So it was a whole episode about you know the female pilots bringing them in. So it was uh-huh. I guess they did bring them in later, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It was a big thing, you know. It was like because there weren't any. You know, so they didn't make them female pilots. Okay. And I don't, and I think some of them might have stuck around, but they were, they kind of faded out after that episode. They were there and then gone type of thing. 
right, but still, that's a lot further and, than some places. Some, yeah, and, and you know, and they had um, they were treating had their, it as a laugh line. They were treating it as this is a social issue and we want to tackle it. Yeah, and they had uh, Athena, you know, the the, the sister that which doesn't they didn't she bring in the new, the new series, series. Yeah. but you know, she was a, a bridge officer type of thing. She mm-hmm. she was a pilot. became a pilot too, but she was more of a bridge officer, a bridge, you know, the like uhura type of position type of thing yeah um you know so it was and they, they did bring some in but you know for the time it wasn't bad mm-hmm. you know so it was hey, you know, at least they tried when the show came back in 2003 2004 was there any sort of like nerd outrage about starbuck being a woman or oh, yeah, of course being there was oh my gosh yes. okay i was curious because i yeah, i thought yeah. it was a, a i really liked that character. I like mm-hmm. Katie Sackoff as yeah. Starbuck. And yeah. I was wondering, were people mad about that? I mean, oh, it's the same kind of thing with a female doctor. I mean, people did not like change and that kind of thing. And there was a, you know, a whole bunch of outrage. And I, and def, they definitely, you know, her and Boomer, you know, changing genders type of thing. But they, I think they all did. I mean, it was great. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've seen the episode, you, you've seen the series, you can't really complain about what mm-hmm. they did to the characters. I mean, it's no. just, they, they, I mean, Star- Katie Kaskov, and she embodied a lot of Star on the original Starbuck. Oh yeah, you know, and there's mm-hmm. the famous picture going around of Starbuck and Starbuck and Starbucks. Oh right, they're both smoking cigars side by side with each other. In, in Starbuck, Katie and Dirk Benedict and Starbuck, yeah. But um, you know, she still she kept the, the cigar smoking that you know that Dirk Benedict did in the original series and this and that and the hotshot pilot and. Um, but she, I mean, yeah, there was definitely uh, people did not like it when they came out. Huh. But I, you know, but it's like let's. I was, you know, let's and see even what years happens. later, yeah. after she did the job and did a great job with it, and I thought she made a wonderful character. Uh, there are still people who, to this day, say that should never have happened. Mm-hmm. And so of I course. like I like it when they step up because then those are the guys I can just easily ignore. Right, right. Because I know where your mindset is. Just go away. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. I mean, this is a, a re a reimagining of the series. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. We're not continuing the old one, so it's they can do that. And they, they I said the whole series was just phenomenal. I thought they just. Yeah, you know, I guess like you said, in some series there was some weird parts that got in the middle, which happens with a lot of shows and everything. But mm-hmm. um, it, they, it was. I thought they did a great job with it. You know. So yeah, and and Lauren Green is the original Adama. You know, mm-hmm. you had this classic patriarchal figure with this strong presence, and then he yields the floor to in the new series Edward James almost. I know to be Adama. What an amazing wow. stroke of genius that casting was, because that man is just <laughs> freaking amazing. And what wow. he did with the character was just—it was legend. It was absolutely legend. What a great was, great turn that was. Yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did a good job in casting. They got two Academy mm-hmm. Award nominees to play the two leads, and Mary uh-huh. McDonnell and uh, Edward James Almos. Yeah, and that was just amazing. The, the chemistry was was amazing between them, I and mean, just the, the they worked well. I mean, everyone. Yeah, I mean they. Oh, I, I don't even know what to say. It's just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. There's there's so much good. I mean, yeah, we can talk about, uh, you know, when it comes to the new series, we can talk about, especially when when Tanya and Billy, when they catch up and get through the series, um, we can talk about how things kind of got a little weird, little light in season three, early four, like I was talking about earlier. But there's so many good things that came of that series. And now I guess I'm hearing there's a new 
new project? They've been talking about it for years, and mm-hmm. it uh, based on a recent epi- uh, article, it seems like there's maybe more traction for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be. It sounds like it's going to be in the the possibly in that that world, but you know, mm-hmm. in that that. Mythos, but a different but story. It's not, but yeah, so I'm not quite sure. You know, it's just they've been talking about it for years, so I don't know what's actually going to happen. So we'll we'll okay. see. Okay. But I'm not holding my breath at this point. But if something does happen, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be excited. I mean, they had they also had the blood and chrome. You said you talked talked about the plan they had. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's also Caprica, which happened you know, way pretty cool. To yeah, it was like 50, 60 years before the series right. was supposed and to commence. So there was a lot a of young, spinoff territory. Young Adama. From, yeah. yeah. You see a lot um, of spinoff coming so from the there, new series. There was, it's just, you know, the, yeah, I mean, it's just potential. Hey, here's a dumb but, question um, because I really don't know the answer. Is it Stargate show part of this world or is that completely no. different? Okay. Completely different, I, yeah. Stargate okay, I, I, I didn't yeah. know because I, I knew Caprica was once I heard the name. So maybe Stargate is part of well, I tell you what, that makes that's going to be for a good future podcast because I've actually delved back into uh, Stargate SG One series recently, and I've I've watched through it before. I've enjoyed that series. The, the original movie with uh, with Kurt Russell and James Spader is what spawned that whole franchise, and I'd mm-hmm. love to do a deep dive on on all that stuff soon because it's just there's a lot of fun to be had there as well. But no, they are two separate entities. Okay. I just didn't hit a Wikipedia on that, so I didn't know. <laughs> hey, that's why you asked, man. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Um, so that's cool. Is there anything else we want to talk about for now? I mean, other than just encourage people to watch this thing if you haven't already, oh. or if you have in the past, watch it again, especially because, like I said, it touches on so many different social issues, um, especially ones that we are talking about right now in our current society. Uh, so definitely, I would I would recommend giving it a, a watch through just for that alone. Um, you know, and, and the, the special effects I thought were really good for early 2000 series. I thought they were fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the space combat was, was, has a better feel for it, more realistic than, than a lot of others. Um, they, they use more bullets versus, uh, you know, laser guns type of thing. And yeah. The, ballistic you know, and railgun weaponry and stuff like that. Let's, let's, let's close this conversation off of that. Let's talk about the, the, the cause we talked, we hinted a little bit last week when we were talking about spaceships, um, the differences between the 78 Galactica and the 2003 Galactica. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the feeling that the newer one is bigger. It's, it's, it's beefier. It's, it's got more of, um, it's got more of a presence as a, is a warship in my opinion and it's, and, it's, and it's one of the smaller battle stars from the uh yeah of the the new ones because that's you know cause that's that was about ready to be retired right so the and whole, then when, when the, they get the whole sequence with the pegasus it's it's like you see the pegasus this monster monster modern one or quote-unquote mm-hmm. modern one versus you know because uh the Galactica they kept very you know because of the whole cylon stuff they kept it very old school as far mm-hmm. as you know no network computers and mm-hmm. you know everything and and then you get yeah the, the pegasus comes in it's like whoa <laughs> <laughs> yes. at one point i remember it was it was great when uh, admiral kane in the new series admiral kane and, and adama are are they're being taken to the principal's office and laura Roslin's going after the both of them to, to calm down because there's been this dick waving contest between the 
two characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at one point, uh, Admiral Kane, which was basically a brilliant turn by actress Michelle Forbes, um, oh my God. she says something to the effect of like, yeah, if we ever went head to head, you know the Galactic was a disadvantage. And, and Adama doesn't say, he just gives her a side glance, goes, I wouldn't bet on that. And that was it. That was the only thing he mm-hmm. said the entire time. <laughs> but it was basically like, no, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> oh my God. It was just an interesting sequence of, of stuff going on there. So, so just a little side note for that. There were, I mean, because they also, you know, they did the Pegasus. You know, they, it came back in the original one also. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. a much different, much different vibe there. Oh yeah, because with was, uh, was, Lloyd Bridges as the legendary oh Commander Kane. Yes, so. <laughs> and, and that brought in his daughter. Ended up being staying with the. They they left in different ways. It was just it's. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But seeing another battle, seeing another battle star in the the picture is just it's just so exciting. It's like, oh my gosh, when they first, when they when they meet in the original series, when they when they meet the uh, get the Pegasus, meet the Pegasus, it's just it's mm-hmm. like, meet the Robinsons, meet the meet the Pegasus. <laughs> um, it, it was just, it was it was a much def, definitely much different dynamic with the uh, you know the 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 the, the canes there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was just. Oh, very cool stuff. <laughs> I also like the fact that in the newer, let's, we'll talk structural speaking on the ships themselves. In the newer series, Galactica's bridge, the CNC, was more in the heart, deep down under, you know, in the belly of the ship, you know, where it was more protected, more secure, as opposed to being up front and on top, uh, like, mm-hmm. a, like almost like a Star Trek ship, right? Yep. So there was a lot of negative shield, positive shield, negative shield, positive yes. shield. They kept having to close the freaking window to make sure they didn't get their asses kicked. Right. Exactly. So, so, I mean, it was like, okay, that, that makes a lot more, there was a lot more, um, almost conventional wisdom within the, the newer well, series in terms of their, but also structure. the technology was so much different. I mean, if you look, yeah. I mean, the, the whole the view screens and things like that, you know, that if you looked at the, the, you know, the consoles in the original series, you got the big giant monitors type oh, of right. thing, yeah. everything, yeah. you know, versus, you know, the tech, you know, things in the new series is, you know, it's going to be more, you know, it's, it's more modern and everything. So yeah, I can, it, it's definitely it's just the signs of the times and everything. And they the, had landlines also. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> well, yes, we did. But, but here's the thing: is is Adama didn't get telemarketer calls. <laughs> no, he just got a lot of calls that he wanted to refuse. Right. Um, no. Was... Yes. Well, how can you have a phone number when you're the only phone? Well, there's that. What's your phone number? One. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean the ship. The ships were. I mean, there was the the new the new Battlestar, the new Galactica was was a lot more a lot more armor on it type of thing. Mm-hmm. When the, yeah, the old she, one had a lot more nooks and crannies type, you know, a lot more bumps and ridges around it to you know kind of make it. So it was, yeah. I mean, so, the, I mean, the diehard model makers, different. the diehard model makers call those greeblies for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know where the word greeblies? came from. Greeblies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot more Greeblies on the older Galactica than there is on the newer one. The newer one is best, uh, an armor-plated beastie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm on Facebook, I'm on one of the uh, Battlestar model maker groups just because I just love what, seeing what people are, are coming up with and just people making the the studio-scale Galacticas and, you know, these ones that are, you know, five, six feet long um, and that are just the, the detail they have in there and everything and all the, you know, just to, to match up to the... To the 
you know, the stuff. And also there's some of the original model makers are on these, these groups too, which is very interesting mm-hmm. to hear them talk about it and, uh, you know, to see what, you know, their, their scale models and everything. And so it, it's very, it's, it's just, there's a big model community around the, the, the original Battlestar series. And I don't know, I don't know if that's for other, and other fandoms too and everything, but I oh, know yeah. especially in Battlestar, there's, you know, I, it's just, it's just fascinating to just see and hear and see, you know, original pictures or original drawings of these things and how they, they filmed them and what people are doing today to kind of recreate some of this stuff. It's just, I just love the ships. It's fun to watch. It is fun Mm -hmm. to watch. It really is. I I, I love, I love the, the picture of, I love the original Battlestar for looks Mm -hmm. more than the new one, just because of all those little nooks and crannies and all the, whatever, whatever you called it there. Um, (laughs) Please. It 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 feels like it has more character, mm-hmm. but of course you know the, the newer one is more practical. You know it's got the you know it's more armor. It's it's this. It's the you know the the nacelle the nacelles whatever the the the, the landing the pad. They, they, yeah, they 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 retract into the ship and you know to make it more you know streamlined and stuff like that. And it's just yeah. Hey Chris, did you ever mention uh, what made Tanya's jaw drop or jaw drop at the end of the miniseries? I- I did not. So we'll, okay. we'll, we'll finish off this, this particular section of today's episode with that. Uh, in the miniseries, you have six before the Cylon attack occurs. She's walking through a plaza. Mm. And, and she comes aco- upon a new mother with a baby in a stroller. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. And, uh-huh. and, uh, and so here's six being very kind of very alien in how she's mm-hmm. approaching this whole situation. And but with the knowledge that the attack is coming that day, it's on the way, it's happening, and she knows it. So she's being very calm. She knows that the plan has kindly come to fruition. Everything is falling into place. All these people around her are going to die, right? So she has that outlook, and she comes upon the mother with the baby, and and uh, and she gets to hold the baby, and she talks about how fragile they are and whatnot. She it's makes the curiosity off- factor. It's the curiosity <laughs> factor, really. It's 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 there's not a fatalistic kind of a thing, but there's a very strong curiosity factor and there's no animosity there. And, but then she makes the offhand comment about it's amazing. The neck can support all that weight. Mm-hmm. And she's, and then you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, here we go. I'm going to say it. I, I, I knew it was coming because I'd seen this before on a couple of occasions. I've watched the, the, the series several couple times now. So I turned to watch Tanya and so this whole scene is unfolding and you don't actually see her do it, but you hear the, the crick, Look. right? You hear that, the click and whatnot. And you, you mm-hmm. do, you put the two plus two together that six has killed the baby when the mother wasn't looking. And the shock factor is like, did she just do that? Did she just, and you're like, was she being, you, you stop and think, oh, she just, she's just drawing first blood. She's just starting the problem. No, she didn't want the baby to suffer. She was doing it a mercy in her opinion. Right. So that was my opinion on that. that was my take on that. She's like, nope, I don't. I'd so just get that one out of the way now because I didn't want that poor little fragile thing to suffer. And then she moved on and you could see, cause you could see the look in her face as she's weeding her way through the crowd and you hear the mother screaming in the background. You're looking at the expression on cap uh, on six's face. She was not like, Oh, I got one. You know, she was, mm-hmm. the, the look on her face was, was sadness, uh, almost a little bit of horror. Like, wait, she's starting to kind of come to grips with, we're, I'm about it. The plan seemed we're, to make we're about sense. To wipe out the human race. Yeah. Yes, we're going to wipe out the human race. Parents. This is a great plan. This is a great plan. We're going to do this. This is going to be great. This is the plan. We're, but we're then, wiping out our parents. Yes, and then after 
that moment you start seeing six kind of trying to come to grips with, oh, this is what that means. And that ties into what I was talking about a little earlier ago. Six has this whole arc, right? And so this, I think this is, if you look at that whole moment, look at the expressions on her face as she's weeding her way through the crowd, you will start seeing the seeds of that arc begin right there. Before she killed the baby, there was a clarity to her plan. There was a clarity to her mission. After that, you start seeing the seed planted of where, what did I do? What's going on here? What does this really truly mean? You know, and, and so that kind of, I, 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 it's just one of those things that tag into my head when I, when I start thinking about that series. And, and then you get the whole boom, you know, the whole boomer part of it, you know, Grace Park's character to yes. you know, kind of, kind of really, really cements that with, with six there and everything. And that just yeah. later on in the series there. Cause here's your spoiler. If you haven't seen the show, boomers number two. Where, where Trisha Health plays six, Boomer is a Cylon also. She's the number two. Um, so there you have it. It's just You learn that right at the end of the miniseries. So. Yeah, you learn it right at the end, yeah. And and then there's an interesting arc because there's multiple Boomers that become kind of main characters mm-hmm. in their own way. So you see that really, you see, you see a lot of acting chops in this cast. Yeah. They're not just filling a role and saying the lines. There's a lot of different tones and and methods and and character arcs and everything i mean even lee who is not a cylon um he has this whole you know ebb and flow to his story it's it's just it's great everybody has this kind of this ability to show that their their character is no matter who they are human or cylon everybody has a level of humanity within them mm-hmm. so it looks like um sharon's also referred to as athena yes yes I haven't yes, gotten to they, that they, part yet, but yeah, they, they could because they have they had a the different you know the different, different Sharons the different twos they had the, the different uh, yeah so yeah they have to they separate them out because they, they become accepted yes well they also <laughs> they some, start interacting there's a couple of them that start interacting with each other for a little while so instead of them being well what two is that what two is that one gets a name the other one gets a name so they kind of like just start shifting off of each other just so you can keep them straight. You know, because different twos have different um, different story arcs. So in order to help you keep them straight, whenever you see Grace Park, you have to feel, oh, is she being called Boomer? Is she being called Athena? Is she being called Sharon? You know, okay, so this this is this one. This is this one. All right, that's that one. You know, She's she number eight, not number two, by the way. Is she eight? I thought she was yes. two. Who's She's number eight. two then? Two is um, the... Leoben Con- Conoy. Oh, the guy they and, find on on. Uh, yeah, on the on the, the, the Anchorage. The, yes, I keep calling. I want to keep wanting to call it Ragnarok Anchorage, but oh, I know yeah. it's not, Ragnar Anchorage. Number yeah. number one is Cavill. Right, you meet Jesus. Cavill down the road. Cavill is played by um, Superman. Yeah, Cavill. <laughs> number one is played by the guy who played uh, Al in Quantum Leap. Oh, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell, yes. thank you. I love him. Um, yeah, he was. He was. Uh, that's another show I mean, we should every, all take to watch sometime. So you'll find out all. You'll find it's like the first eight, and then the where, how? Because there's a whole thing about the final five, and you don't find out about them until the very end. Very end, yeah. So the first, so the first eight, you know about first of first. All right. Well, well, it's it gets confusing unless you. you yeah, n- number seven, we never actually see. Oh, that's right. They because they have to have that little dynamic in the background. Because he was well, he was um, 
they 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 uh, they boxed him up because mm-hmm. known, known as known as Daniel, by the way. Oh. The, the Daniel model was artistic and sensitive and had a close relationship with Ellen Tai, which led to murderous fraternal jealousy on the part of the Cavill model. Nothing is known about this model's appearance. You just never see Seven. Seven was Seven was. They just referred to him sometimes, but they mm-hmm. yeah, he never makes an appearance. He's already he's already gone by the time this is going on. Mm-hmm. So okay, there you so have it. Twelve then, but these twelve have multiple bodies. Yes, yeah. the whole they dynamic can, in the new series is that they can they, regenerate. They can. Regeneration ships. It's basically they create the body and then the soul gets transferred into the bodies or the, the memories that the dynamics of the, that particular person, you know, 6.7, 6.2, whatever the case may be. Um, so that in, in essence, they've kind of like tapped the well of immortality in that regard. Like as long as there is a resurrection ship nearby, if, if a particular humanoid Cylon passes away, then that, person's memories and consciousness will go into a new body and then they just basically pick up and carry on. Mm-hmm. So. so the concept of death is different for them. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. There's two, there's a lot. There's a lot there. So if yeah. you, if you have not by now watched this series, I would recommend it. Go to and watch it. It's it's, it's on Amazon Prime. It's on DVD. Um it's on my hard drive, but I just can't use it on my TV. We <laughs> <laughs> found that out the other day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's in stores now. Um, scattered, but fun. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's let's wrap that up for now. Take a quick break, and when we come back, we will jump into a question of the week. No one should feel obligated to join this mission in any way. This is a decision I have made for myself. If it turns out that there are not enough personnel to crew Galactica, I will lead a Raptor assault with anyone who is willing to join me. Let there be no illusions. This is likely to be a one-way trip. So don't volunteer out of sentiment or emotion. There is a line running down this deck. Volunteers move to the starboard side. Everyone else to the port. Make your choice. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. How are we? We're having fun. This yeah, has been we are having fun. I have to finish this episode so I can go back and continue watching Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, there you go. The like, series, mm, the series wait, that wow? made frack, the series that made frack part of the national vernacular. I'm just saying. I've used it in real life, that fracking thing. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that's the one thing we didn't talk about is how they try to they they, they snuck in uh, swearing there swearing. without you know without swearing, yeah. without just using different words. And they use a, in the original series they use the you know the different terms for time and everything like that, the centons, the yarns. Yeah, or, that threw me off. Yeah, I always felt it was like pushing it. Yeah, but, but you know I try to make it different, but 
Yeah. But right. um, there's, there's a, a a discussion of how to spell frack. That's F R A K. F R A K. And it's funny if you ever wondered. Well, what's frack supposed to be? You know, is it is it really? one word or another or another or another? But it, no, I'm just bringing it up because my one of my favorite uses of it is is Callie, Nikki Klein's character in the new series. At one point, she's trying to shake the chief out of some you know troper that he's been in. He's been in a down funk or whatever the case may be, and she starts yelling at him. She calls him a mother fracker, and he just he snaps out of it. He looks at her like that side eye with a grin on his face, like really. Seriously, did you just say that to me? <laughs> and I was laughing my ass off the entire time. Uh, <laughs> so that's a thing. Um, do we have events we want to talk about? I mean, there's really, I mean, we're phase three at the moment, but there's not a lot going on. I know FLX, we've talked about it last week. FLX has been postponed completely to 2021 at this point. So it's not even, it didn't even just shove off to, to August like we originally, it just, it's going to be next year at this stage. Um, right now we're, we're still holding the light on for we're, we're still debating which we're, we're trying to see I'm I want to wait to see what's happening what you know the phase four guidelines are um, right I kind of want to hear from people if you know from you know potential get from attendees and probably from vendors too about what they think uh-huh. um, Fair. especially after once we once we do know what the guidelines are if Basically, can we put on a show that people will enjoy is, is kind of what the end result. I mean, we're coming up to right. about three months away, so it's, the time is getting is getting closer. But mm-hmm. are, do we, based on what the, the you know, phase four is going to be, hopefully we'll be in phase four soon, you know, within a couple of weeks. Um, will we be able to put on a show that people can go to and enjoy? I think you know, also versus- on, on the other hand, too, is we're also... You know, you and I have talked about this, and I think Tanya and I have talked about this. Is we're just waiting to see the fallout from phases one through three so far, mm-hmm. and yep. also in the in the interim, we've also had Memorial Day weekend. We've had the social uh, the social commentary, the the protests that have been going on, everybody getting together in the streets to to say their piece and whatnot. So I want to see the fallout of all of these things tied together, and and basically make a safety check off of it if if yeah. this looks like things are not going the way they should if it, then... if, it, if it if it doesn't you know the, the covid cases don't bloom balloon up again then yeah you know maybe things will be better or you know more chance that we can do something that mm-hmm. closer to what we you know originally had in mind for this show versus something we have to do completely different we don't want people walking around in bubbles right you know can't you know Get right. your bubble with the door. Walk around in this. You know, keep your you know your yeah. your safety zone around you type of thing. We'd like to be able to have some interaction and be able to do this. I know other con- conventions are going on. There's one. There's some going on for August. There's I think Dragon Con still going on in beginning of September. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there are other ones that are go- are still going on. You know, in yeah. the next starting in August, I think. So, um, kind of using those as kind of you know as temperature checks too to see. You know, what we can do so hopefully mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see you know we're not not 100 we're not saying that but we're just we're we're trying to use what our best information we have at the time no nobody at fc3 has been sitting around going yeah well you know we'll get around to it we'll figure it out no we're all very actively monitoring and keeping an eye on things we have discussions on a fairly regular basis if not daily in some occasions talking about how things are going to fit together because we want to make sure that we want to be successful but we mm-hmm. also want you to be safe Right. So we have a moral obligation as well as a business obligation. And so we're 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 talking all about this all the time just to make sure we're making the right decisions on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
That's all we got for events. Now that's about it right now. <laughs> that's it. That's the event list. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so Billy, you have a question of the week. Yeah, since we were talking about Battlestar Galactica original versus the reboot, which wasn't mm-hmm. necess- wasn't a continuation or a sequel, it was an out and out reboot. Mm-hmm. Are the what TV show would you like to see rebooted? Not a continuation, okay. a reboot. And I think we've touched on this in the past because I know we've all talked about Firefly, right? That's like an automatic one people would always go to, and and it, but it brings up viable questions. I mean, Firefly's success was lightning in a bottle. You had excellent writing and excellent actors playing these characters to bringing them to life. So would a reboot capture that same lightning from a different angle, or would it, you know would it just be trying to? you know, re-glorify it. You know, there was, there's, there's lots of pros and cons. You, there. you never know. It depends on who makes it, you know, cause exactly. it's really, yeah, like I said, they get, you know, they get the, the recent lost in space on Netflix there. I've oh, enjoyed yeah. that. That's, yeah. you know, I, so I enjoyed it myself. I mean, that's the original was good. Mm-hmm. And this one is, you know, they, they took it and they went in their own direction kind of in some mm-hmm. of it. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Plus with fire, with firefly, I'd want an actual continuation, not a reboot. Yeah. I'd like, you know, if you, but that would only work if you get the same cast, though. Yeah, exactly. You know, Which if you can get the same a, cast, I, I don't how know possible would, would that be in this day and age that you'd be able to reunite the entire cast for a TV? I mean, for a movie, I can see a one-off. Well, they did the Serenity movie, so. right? Exactly. But for a brand new TV series with the entire original cast in, in intact, I don't know if that's possible. That'd, that'd be well, hard. They did it recently with like, uh, is it Grace Under? No, um, Will and Grace. Will and Grace, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, there have been a couple, but... yeah, Four people, and none of those four were particularly busy when that happened. Yeah. I mean, you've got seven, and one of them has since passed away with Firefly. You know, they would have oh, to make yeah. a... I mean, obviously, in the movie, they, they killed off Shepard Books, so that kind of, in a in a hindsight way, works out. But, you know, we'll always miss Ron Glass, nonetheless. Yeah. All right, anyway, let's come up with some legitimate answers, though. Uh, okay. Dan, do you, do you have a, a show that you would like to see rebooted? Well, I mean, it's kind of almost very similar to a battle star. I'd like to see Buck Rogers. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of the, the same model makers, too, because mm-hmm. if you look at all early designs, like the original Viper was going to be more like Buck Rogers' ship. Yeah. Um, and they said they used the design for the Buck Rogers stuff, but it, I, I love that. And again, it's the same time frame, but I, I love watching that show too. Same special effects, same kind of rhythm mm-hmm. to the, the space scenes, the, and, and the I'd be very effect. curious what they could do now with it, you know, mm-hmm. kind of keep, you know, re, to redo it, not, you cannot continue it to, to redo it from the beginning. Could you, I mean, it. I'm always big as, as a writer myself and, and we talked about it throughout the Battlestar Galactica chat earlier. Uh, think of the social commentary. You have mm-hmm. Buck Rogers, say he's an astronaut from 2021, right? Mm-hmm. And something happens and he gets zapped all the way to the 25th century. And you look back at society and how much it's changed or how much it hasn't changed, how certain things came and went, some things improved, some things didn't. You know, you, you mm-hmm. can have a field day with something like that. Oh, yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's taking place on Earth. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's more not, not a different galaxy or anything. It's, it's now type of thing mm-hmm. and in the future. So, mm-hmm. it's, it'd be very interesting to see that, you know, if they someone try that. That would be a good one. I like that one. Billy, do you have something in mind? Actually, it's the answer I was originally going to go with, then changed my mind. I've changed it back. Quantum <laughs> Leap. Quantum uh-huh. Leap. Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell were great for the five seasons. Yes. Uh, but I think you could do it different now with two different guys. And mm-hmm. they wrote them. The original show wrote itself into a corner in the last episode with the final line and Sam never made it home. 
Right. Well, that way you know the end. He's not going to make it home no matter what happens. You need yeah, because they used never. Yeah, you need to redo the show to give the character some hope mm-hmm. um, and the viewers. So I mm-hmm. say redo it. And, I mean, there's plenty more social issues to tackle with a new Sam and a new Al. Now, maybe and a lot of the Al- same ones, too. Unfortunately, yeah, same ones, different ones. Maybe this time, Al, no, do gender bending. Sam and Al could be female, Samantha and Alice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I, th- I think there's room for a, a quantum leap reboot. Okay. You know? That's cool. How about you, Tanya? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, tar- it's tough, isn't it? It is tough because I'm like, you've seen like Twilight Zone get rebooted. You've seen Charmed get rebooted. You've seen 90210 get rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen X Files get rebooted. Mm-hmm. Even one, feels- I'm ahead, sorry, even, even one day at a time on Netflix, which I hear oh, yeah. is really good. Yeah. I haven't gotten to it, but you know, I watched the original in the 70s with Bonnie Franklin yeah. and mm-hmm. Mackenzie Phillips and Valerie Bertinelli. I hear. The new Latin one with Rita Moreno is really good. And yeah, I haven't I watched, watched a couple it episodes yet. of it. It was quite good. It also feels a little hypocritical for us to have this particular conversations because on a, on a couple of occasions we've had the whole Hollywood is out of ideas talk. Mm-hmm. And we, we've, we're <laughs> usually spearheading. Talking. And now we're yeah. talking about, hey, well, since they're out of ideas, how about. <laughs> Here's some suggestions from us to help you. Yeah. Hey, actually, as long there is a, an original movie out there, I want to recommend to you guys before I forget. On mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, so if you have Prime, it's free. The Vast of Night is okay. just a, an, a, a charming little science fiction movie. The made Vast for like se- The $700,000 movie, just an independent, uh, a cast of like eight people. And it is, it's like a Twilight Zone episode and just wears its influences on its sleeve. It's Spiel- cool. Spielberg, Twilight Zone. And I highly recommend it for you guys. All right. right. I will put it on my list too. Yes. I'm writing it down right now. Um, I'm I'm writing it to my watch list right now. So (laughs) Buck Rogers, Quantum Leap. Go on, Tanya. Um, So it's kind of difficult to decide or identify if, if there's anything that should be rebooted because right now there's at least 31 TV shows um, that are 31 TV reboots, remakes, and spinoffs that are currently in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, one being Animaniacs is oh, nice. being rebooted. Um, Frasier is being talked about about bringing that back. Frasier? Uh, oh, that'd be cool. Wow. Fra- Kelsey, Kelsey um, Grammer for the win. They're talking about Sister Sister. They're talking about Elf. Um, There's one for ta- you, Dano. Whoa, Elf? Elf. They're elf, talking yeah. I have an elf sitting on my table right now. (laughs) (laughs) They're talking about designing women. Um, Lizzie McGuire on Disney Plus. Bewitched. Um, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, Party of Five. Um, Conan the Barbarian on Amazon. The The Jetsons. Oh my god. Um, Jetsons. Wow. uh, Daria and Jody on MTV. Uh, it's a one. reboot of the 90s show Daria. Um, yeah, the MTV cartoon. I didn't um, ever watch that. Yeah, Rugrats. Rugrats. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, here's one for Billy. Yes. Um, Supermarket Sweep. 
Oh, I hate Supermarket Sweep. That's the only game show I don't like. <laughs> I, I, I literally spend at least three nights a week watching old game shows on a network yep. called Buzzer. And uh-huh. Supermarket Sweep is the one I, I never watch. But it's a reboot. Uh, they're re- going to be rebooting it. So oh. Someone uh, must like uh, it. <laughs> g- give me Card Sharks and I'm in. Oh, okay. Card Sharks. I loved Card Sharks. Oh, can I tell fun. you I like um, Pressure Luck? Whammies, no whammies. Oh, yeah, no, whammy. no whammies. Stop. Um, so yeah, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that they're already in um talks or whatever that are like um Penny Dreadful City Penny Dreadful City of Angels is a reboot of Penny Dreadful. Um that's which was not out. that old of a series. No, high fidelity. Really? Yeah, the wow. remake the in um on that'll be on Hulu. Um, There's a lot going on. Is any of this inspiring a, a thought in the back of your head, though? Is there like one series in particular that hasn't been mentioned, or something that's you're you're thinking about now while we're having this particular question in front of us? Um, what would you personally like to see, Tanya? Uh, <laughs> I don't know because it just seems like even nowadays I'm not necessarily watching anything that I can't like go back and rewatch the originals. Now I would like them to maybe go back and uh, uh, do some jag. Maybe uh, Judge Advocate General Jag. I got a kick out of the fact that I found out that NCIS was actually a spinoff of Jag. It I is. did not know that. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind right there. I will tell you that for nothing. Because um, one of the a uh, couple of the Jag, uh, uh, I can't remember. Bud hops over mm-hmm. to um, NCIS every so often. Okay. Yeah. I never picked up. I was never a bit avid watcher of Jag. So. Oh, the, I, yeah, yeah, I was. I, well, I caught a few I, episodes here and there, but that was about I, it. And I think that's what the reason why that um, drew me in is because I was starting my college career pre-law. So those are the ones that kind of like pulled me in like Night Court. Ooh, Night Court would be another one that would be hysterical. <laughs> Night Court. Oh, as a, Night as Court was a great reboot. show. It was and, a great show. And they'd have to find a new judge, so it would be a reboot because her yeah, husband passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, poor guy. So yeah, I'm like, I don't know. So yeah, I think th- those would be a couple. Hmm. All right, and so that's you, a thing. Christopher. Um, I've been. I, I this is a very difficult one because I've been racking my brain for shows that have not already been rebooted. Like I, I have this. I have my, my love for Star Trek, okay? So, and I know that Star Trek CBS All Access on Star Trek, or Star Trek on CBS All Access, yeah, I can think straight for a day, um, has been doing a great job of it. And they've just announced that they're in production on a, a series for the original Enterprise with Pike, uh, Spock, and Number One all together. So that's going to be cool. I really like Anson Mount's Pike. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've, I'm one of the few apparently who liked Star Trek Discovery. I'm looking forward to season three and Picard was amazing. So in my opinion, the Star Trek franchises is fairly healthy. They're working on it. Great. Uh, Doctor Who reboots itself every three or four years. So I don't need a, a reboot for that. It's got an automatic reboot built in. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. And I think that's one of the, the charms of that show and why it's lasted so long. Um, We've talked about Battlestar Galactica. We've talked about Quantum Leap. We've talked about Firefly. We've talked about all these different shows. So I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I really would want to see this or not, but this is the thought that's popping in my head. Stay with me now. Space, 1999. Oh, you know, I, I loved the, the ego from that. The, the show. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's it's weird because it, it has, 
it was such a disjointed story and such a weird concept of the spaceship they're flying around on is a freaking moon, right? And there's so many kind of weird physics that involved with it, but the eagles were always cool and the characters mm-hmm. were interesting, right? So I guess that, that's a thought that popped into my head. Let's have space, you know, 2099 or something like that. And, you know, and it's, it's uh, with a cameo from like a hundred year old Elon Musk or whatever the case may be. Um, <laughs> You know, there's 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 probably a story to be had there. Um, to jump onto that now, uh-huh. space above and beyond. Okay, all right. That, was, that only got one season, and it was right. supposed to be planned for five. Okay, so that was so to another see that one. being redone again with some redone. more modern sensibilities. Could be because a thing. I, that was one that we really liked, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, it was done. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. like, oh, what happened? So, um, and there's another title that just popped into my head while I was talking about space 1999. And I know Billy's going to go, Oh, I'm hoping at least because the, the, uh, I think a great series to have a modern twist on it would be Kolchak, the night stalker. Yeah. Yes. As weird as things are these days, I think that'd be a great series to bring back up. And then some people would argue, well, we have Constantine on the CW. I'm not talking that I'm talking bring bring the the old gritty you know kind of pi kind of feel reporter to it. the newspaper reporter the supernatural stuff mm-hmm. i think that'd be a great one so love night stalker and and i think we're gonna have to have another talk about babylon 5 one of these days so mm-hmm. that's a thing but uh yeah so that's my answer would be space 1999 then okay uh, that's good um that's i think that's it that's a wrap. We're good. We're done. That's a thing. That's a wrap. All right. Beautiful. So, Dan, hit it. Press. Because this has been FC3's Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con. Also, other fun products like Comic Chicks and Nerd World News coming at you in stunning Technicolor. Um, <laughs> follow, us on, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Do as I always say, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week. We have a fun week. Uh, be safe week, and we will talk to you all again next week. Dun, dun, dun. dun.